Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And a good evening to you uh, here in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas with you this Tuesday afternoon on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Can you believe it's November already? Good night. I'm still stuck in August somewhere, but we're uh, we're proceeding along, and today in a very important day, especially in Virginia, as the race for governor is in progress. In fact, the polls will close there in uh, about, well, it'll be uh, less than an hour now. It'll be uh, 4 o'clock our time, 7 o'clock East Coast time. And uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I do believe that this has the potential of having uh, national ripples in terms of the effects from that particular race, as, uh, as we'll see what happens. Uh, very, I, I, think, I think what's happening in the race in Virginia is that a lot of people are transitioning out of par- party politics and they're starting to engage in what in the world is going on. What in the world is going on with Terry McAuliffe saying that parents have no business uh, understanding uh, what, is, uh, what, what is happening in their schools and the curriculum that, uh, that they are using? I, I think people are starting to wake up, and I, I, I think... This particular race, and especially McAuliffe's comments, have taken this out of a Republican-Democrat issue, and it really has brought it into a whole issue of what it means uh, to be a citizen of America, to have rights, and to, uh, to deal with government overreach. So Glenn Youngkin making a, a, a charge for the governor's uh, office there, Terry McAuliffe, former government, former governor rather of, of Virginia, is, uh, is trying to make his case. But I think Glenn Youngkin has been an example of dealing with the real issues that people are concerned about. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We won't know much about it because the polls don't close till uh, 4 o'clock our time, 7 p.m. Virginia time. And they're accepting absentee ballots until noon on November 5th, so a little bit later this week. So the results uh, are not going to be complete quite yet. They're going to be certified on November 15th. But certainly uh, by tomorrow, we'll be able to uh, get a, a good picture of how that race is going. And again, I believe it may have national implications in terms of people um, in being encouraged to stand up for what they believe in. And speaking of standing up for what you believe in, uh, this uh, just in, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, their independent vaccine advisors have unanimously endorsed the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11. That's really the last major hurdle to immunizing children against COVID-19. The panel voted 14 to 0 today, unanimous vote in favor of 
uh, the shots, and the FDA has already uh, given its uh, its approval uh, for that. So we'll see what CDC Director Rochelle Walensky has to say. I would imagine she'll jump on that fairly quickly with a decision. About 20, roughly 28 million children in America between the ages of 5 and 11. So do you have kids, 5 to 11, or grandkids, great-grandkids, nieces, nephews, kids you care about? <laughs> Would you, or do you feel okay about someone giving them the vaccine now? I I can pretty much see down the line in the not too distant future uh, that a lot of school districts, uh, kindergartens, preschools are going to say, uh, "Yeah, we we're going to mandate that vaccine." Oh, it's been approved by the CDC. It's been approved by the FDA. I have to tell you. Now, it's been a long time since we've had a 5 to 11-year-old, a long time. But if we still had one, I I think, and, and, and it became a mandate, I think we'd have to engage in civil disobedience. But that's just me. What do you think? Do you think kids care, you care about 5 to 11? Would you give them the vaccine? Would you, uh, would you allow that to happen? Well, our phone number here, 209-551-3483. If you'd like to uh, think about and address that, 209-551-3483. And uh, by the way, last night, thanks to uh, those of you who showed up at In-N-Out at 7 o'clock. That was a fun time. Got to meet quite a few of you personally and enjoyed hearing your stories and Several of you said, gee, can we do this again? We'll, we'll do it again a couple months down the line. Maybe in uh, early, uh, early springtime, we'll have another uh, meet and greet. But it was fun meeting quite a few of you. Uh, let's see, it was uh, uh, Ed, who has, uh, he's been a guest host recently here on the Mike Douglas Show. Rick, Jeanette, Jim, Steve, and uh, two gentlemen named Tim. We're there also. One, one with a magnificent pickup truck, by the way. I, I know we're not supposed to envy things, but that is a fine-looking machine, Tim. Uh, anyway, thanks to you for all of you for coming out and saying hi, supporting in and out as I think we need to do, uh, as the Bay Area seems to have them in their sights. And uh, so thank you for supporting in and out last night, for dropping by, saying hi. We had a little, a little tailgate party. Uh, however, I, I do have to admit to something, and I forget who said it. But they said, you know, Mike, you make a better talk show host than you do a weatherman. <laughs> and I have to admit to that because information I had was the rain was going to be over yesterday at 4 p.m. by 4 p.m., and we'd be clear sailing for the rest of the night. Well, about... And we were there till almost nine o'clock. About eight, what, eight fifteen, eight twenty, it started to sprinkle. And then it started to sprinkle uh, a little more heavily. And so that that brought the comment that I was a better talk show host than a weatherman. I'll cop to that. I have, I have no problem. So uh, next time we meet, uh, we'll we'll try to do it not in the rainy season and uh, and I won't make a, a big mistake there. All right, so this whole issue of uh, vaccinating kids, 5 to 11. Dr. Ben Carson had something to say about this this past Sunday. 
He was on uh, the uh, Sunday Morning Futures show with Maria Bartiromo. And he, of course, you know, Dr. Ben Carson, former director of the pediatric uh, neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins Children's Center. He's the former housing and urban development secretary under President Trump. And he weighed in on this, and he was asked uh, by Maria if he agrees with the CDC's decision to vaccinate children ages 5 to 11 with the Pfizer vaccine. Here is his response to that. Uh, absolutely not. The fact of the matter is uh, the mortality rate for children uh, from COVID-19 uh, is 0.025, which is very similar to the rate for seasonal flu. And we haven't been for years and years going through all these uh, things for seasonal flu. Uh, plus, we don't know what the long-term impact of these vaccines is. So this is really sort of a giant experiment. Do we want to put our children at risk when we know that the risk of the disease to them is relatively small, but we don't know what the future risks are? Why would we do a thing like that? It makes no sense whatsoever. Thank you, Dr. Ben Carson. We don't have any longitudinal studies because there's hardly any, hardly any longitude here. Uh, we, we really don't have a baseline. We, we don't know what this is going to do to children down the line because we haven't had a down the line yet. Makes me really nervous. And uh, my nurse practitioner wife uh, said, nope. And, and when it comes to medicine, I, I advocate having a nurse in the family. It is, uh, it is so highly beneficial to have that type of medical knowledge in the family. Anyway, my, my nurse practitioner wife says no way if our kids were uh, age 5 to 11. Uh, just to uh, conclude Dr. Carson's comments, he also talked about the importance and the effectiveness of natural immunity. Have you heard much about natural immunity from President Biden or Governor Newsom? From the mainstream media? No, no, you really haven't. Well, let's find out what Dr. Carson had to say about Getting it. to this whole ideal of uh, natural immunity, uh, there have been a number of studies that have shown that it is very, very effective. Uh, you look at the Cleveland Clinic study, 1,300 of their healthcare workers who had been previously infected, none of them got reinfected. So I, I know the CDC is coming out with their recommendations and, and trying to spin yes. things their way. But, you know, we ought to look at all of the data. We ought to look at all of the data. And I, do you see that much? No, we tend to get one side or the other. And so my mission here is to give you as much information as we can give you so that you can make your decision. I don't tell you what to do, as I've told you time and time again. I gave up telling people what to do for Lent a long time ago. All I do is uh, give encouragement, uh, give information, and you're intelligent. You make your decisions based upon what you hear. And it's my privilege sometimes to bring you things that perhaps you haven't heard as your personal concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show, 3 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, we'll continue our conversation and again, uh, the CDC's uh, panel is saying, yep, we believe the Pfizer vaccine is good for kids 5 to 11. That's the last major hurdle that needs to go through uh, in terms of regulatory approvals. So I would uh, expect that the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, will issue a statement on that shortly. 
Would you allow your kids 5 to 11 to have that vaccine? I'm just asking. Area code 209-551-3483. We'll continue that conversation in three or four minutes. 209-551-3483. Here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show. Every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Slow in Lathrop still, eastbound 120. Delays from 5 all the way to McKinley Avenue. Look out for a two-car wreck in Lodi. Southbound 5 before Highway 12. Both cars in the center divide right now. And no reports of delays. Eastbound 205 through Tracy, our usual slow stuff, beginning right after Tracy Boulevard and continuing out toward 5. This report is sponsored by J&J Heating and Air. Four blankets, two sweatshirts, a log in the fire, and a space heater? Yeah, that's efficient. One call to J&J Heating and Air and your home will stay toasty all winter. Go to JJHeat.com to see our $59 tune-up with no breakdown guarantee plus same-day service offer. JJHeat.com. Hey, Modesto, the free smog repairs program is now adopting a COVID-19 prevention, no event model. Call my friends at Valley Can for a free emissions test. If it fails, you get a $500 electronic voucher for free car repairs. When you call them, the staff will guide you to a star smog repair shop near you. At the shop, you'll get a free smog check. If the car passes, you, yes, you will get a smog certificate. If it fails, your emissions-related repairs are free up to $500. So call my friends at Valley Can, 1-800-806-2004. That's 1-800-806-2004 for more details. Visit valleycan.org or call 1-800-806-2004. 1-800-806-2004. It's the free smog repairs program now in a COVID-19 prevention no-event model for Modesto and all San Joaquin Valley residents. This program is not for diesel vehicles. For official disclaimers, visit valleycan.org, a program of the Valley Air District. Dell Technologies' biggest business sale of the year has arrived. Step up your vision with top tech up to 45% off during their early access Black Friday event. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Plus, get incredible savings on Windows 11 PCs, along with servers, monitors, and docks, all with free shipping. There's also special financing with Dell Business Credit. Get started by contacting your Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. And we're back with Limu, Emu, and Doug for the final question. Category is things you climb. All right, Limu, what do you think? You sure? We're going with Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Oh, so close. We were looking for stairs. Huh. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Right now at Wendy's, see why everyone is raving about their brand new fries. Natural cut, skin on with a hint of sea salt and guaranteed to be hot and crispy or they'll replace them. You know, the way fries should be. Try Wendy's guaranteed hot and crispy fries today at participating U.S. Wendy's. 
Trevor Carey's show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you again for joining us this Tuesday afternoon on the 2nd of November here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Talking about the CDC's advisory panel saying, yep, we think it's a good idea to vaccinate kids uh, between the ages of 5 and 11. Uh, it was a panel uh, voting 14 to nothing, unanimous favor, unanimously in favor of the shots. And uh, the, remember, the FDA authorized it for children last week. So uh, we're waiting to hear from uh, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. And uh, my guess is she will, um, uh, with, uh, with great aplomb, approve uh, this recommendation. About 28 million children between the ages of 5 and 11 in America. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens as parents react to that. Speaking of COVID-19 and such, Stanislaus County, I warned you yesterday not to expect too much. Uh, every Tuesday, we check in with the state of California to find out what the stats are for Stanislaus County because uh, those who work in, visit, live in Stanislaus County must wear a mask even if they are vaccinated inside any public building by the order of the uh, county medical officer. And her decision is, given some time ago now, that we would have to wear masks even if we're vaccinated unless the case rate per 100,000 population drops below 20 per 100,000. And so we've been watching very carefully uh, how we're doing. And of late, Stanislaus County actually has, has not been creeping the right way. It's been creeping up instead of creeping down. So here's the stats uh, as of today. Stanislaus County now stands at 24.1 cases per 100,000, positivity rate of 7.7%. So going a bit in the wrong direction, uh, although it's very interesting is, as you look at, uh, at the graph, I, as I did right before the show today, over the past week, uh, or two, it, it's it's been in in the in the low twenties, and I think we got down as far as twenty one point something, and we've been at twenty two, and then creeps up to twenty three, and and then it go drops down a little bit, maybe to twenty one again, and now we're back up twenty four point one. I don't. <laughs> we're going to spend the rest of our lives wearing masks and uh, some of you may approve of that others of us by the way last night at in and out burger we did not wear masks outside none of us wore masks outside uh, we were free people and uh, though you do see people wearing masks outside I was I, I had a, a trip I had to take a, a quick trip down to Southern California and back this weekend on a uh, on an air flight uh, from Sacramento down to Burbank, there were there were people with double masks outside. I don't understand it, but that's fine. You know, I they're free to do that. I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with is uh, the rest of us having to wear masks if we've been vaccinated. Well, you know the argument. If we if, if vaccines work, why do we have to wear the masks? And it's a circular argument because we find there's hypocrisy deeply 
embedded in that. Uh, if some of you uh, in other counties within uh, the sound of our signal here, our, our blowtorch of AM 1360 KFIV uh, echoing throughout the Central Valley, uh, let's see what your stats are, if you're curious. Uh, cases per 100,000, San Joaquin County, uh, you're at 15.3 cases. Calaveras, 32.9 cases per 100,000. Tuolumne, you're up uh, almost at 49 cases per 100,000. Mariposa, you're at 20, almost 29 cases. Merced, just about 28 cases per 100,000. And Santa Clara and Alameda are still leading the charge here. Uh, Santa Clara with only 6.7 cases per 100,000 population. Alameda at 5.7 cases per 100,000. So uh, that's where we stand. Unfortunately, here in uh, Stanislaus County, it'll be a while, I guess, if we're vaccinated before we can uh, take off our masks in public buildings. Want to uh, conclude some of the comments that Dr. Ben Carson made on Sunday Morning Futures this past Sunday with Maria Bartiromo. This last clip I have of, of Dr. Carson, I, I love it because I believe it goes beyond COVID-19. I believe it addresses themes that we're seeing being played out in Virginia in the gubernatorial race uh, between Yunkin and uh, McAuliffe. I really believe a lot of Americans are starting to say, listen, I don't give a rip about, that's a theological term, I don't give a rip about Republican or Democrat. I don't give a rip about party politics, identity politics. What I'm concerned about are my kids, and what they're being taught. What I'm concerned about are our freedoms that are being chipped away day by day. What I'm concerned about is inflation is going up. What I'm concerned about is uh, the the jobs that have disappeared uh, since January. What I'm concerned about is the way the country's going. And I think Dr. Ben Carson does an outstanding job of articulating what this is about. Uh, So let me just set this up uh, briefly. This was one of his uh, uh, summary comments. And and, and again, I believe people are waking up to the government's abuse of power. And Dr. Carson, uh, prior to this, he cited the examples of, remember the Southwest Airlines pilots. Uh, A lot of them didn't show up for work one day. A lot of them apparently had a mysterious illness all at the same time. Same with some medical workers, first, uh, first responders, emergency responders, all pushing back on these vaccine mandates. And I, I love what Dr. Ben Carson has to say about that. Here he is. These are brave Americans who are actually standing up for our rights. You know, this is really not so much about vaccines, about COVID-19. It's about the rights of the people as guaranteed by our Constitution. The reason that our forefathers spent so much time and effort on our Constitution is because they know that the natural tendency of governments is to grow, to infiltrate, and to control. So we're not seeing anything that's unusual. 
There you go. He also had another comment. I'm going to save that, though, uh, for about four or five minutes from now as the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Are you obsessed with true crime? Join Leah Lamar and Teddy Mellencamp for Real Time Crime, an iHeartRadio original podcast dedicated to armchair detectives. Embark on a quest to unravel unsolved mysteries and delve into current criminal trials in real time. Why do I obsess over true crime? It's because I need to know every detail because they say that the devil's in the details. Listen to Real Time Crime on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Slow in Lathrop still, eastbound 120. Delays from 5 all the way to McKinley Avenue. Look out for a two-car wreck in Lodi. Southbound 5 before Highway 12. Both cars in the center divide right now. And no reports of delays. Eastbound 205 through Tracy, our usual slow stuff, beginning right after Tracy Boulevard and continuing out toward 5. This report is sponsored by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Dateline, the true crime original. All new mysteries, Friday nights on NBC. Next day on Peacock and ready to binge wherever you get your podcasts. There's no escape from Dateline, so don't even try. So many things I like about First California Funding, like when I call them, I'll tell them what I'm wanting to do, and then they'll help me with that. You see, a lot of people are trying to switch it up on you. You call them up, they're going to try to sell you something else. Why are you doing this? You can get as low a rate with First California Funding as you can anywhere else, and when you call, you're going to get to a human being right away. Yep. Home equity, all-time high. Interest rates, all-time low. So if you're thinking of refinancing or rearranging your mortgage in some way, don't call the big box national lenders because, again, First California Funding has much, much better service and they can meet or beat anybody's rate. We trust First California Funding to treat you right. Even if your current loan is at 3%, they still may be able to save you money. But guess what? They'll also tell you if it doesn't make financial sense. And we've done business with them. They're really nice people. So call 916-989-6222, 989-6222, or fcfunding.com. That's fcfunding.com. California Bureau of Real Estate. Real estate broker license number 01069872. NMLS number 282458. Equal housing lender. Our pets are part of the family, and it's important that they're healthy and active. And we're so busy these days with everything opening up, and it's only going to get busier. Hi, this is Mike Douglas. I want to tell you about my friends at Canines on the move. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you can't. From dog walking to pet sitting when you travel, canines on the move can make a difference. Call canines on the move at 209-226-1150. Call today and get your first walking service on them. That's 209-226-1150. Tell them Mike sent you. The free iHeart app has a radio station just for you. No, really. My Favorites Radio is tailored to fit you and only you. The only songs that play are the ones that you thumbed up, along with the biggest songs on the stations you listen to most. 
My Favorites Radio combines all your favorite music into one amazing station. Download the free iHeart app now and start tapping thumbs up on the songs, artists, and stations you like. Plus, you can even share the station with all your friends. Just to prove your superior musical tastes. Favorites Radio, only on iHeart. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. This report is sponsored by Sanofi Pasteur. It takes two vaccines to help protect you this season. The flu and COVID-19. And now you can get both shots at the same visit. Learn more at cdc.gov slash vaccines. Sponsored by Sanofi Pasteur. Sun and clouds mixed today. We'll see highs in the low 70s, partly cloudy overnight, chilly in the 50s, and then more partly cloudy skies tomorrow, a low 70s all around once again. Local Talk is back in the Valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And once again, welcome to uh, this Tuesday afternoon show on the Mike Douglas Show. Again, my privilege to serve as your concierge for conversation Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, uh, thanks to all of you who showed up at In-N-Out last night. They're... Uh, 3900 Pellendale uh, on uh, the east side of town, northeast side of town, or northwest side of town, I'm sorry, northwest side of town in Modesto. Uh, Great to see you again, uh, Tim and Ed and Rick, Jeanette, Jim, Steve, and another Tim. Uh, Enjoyed meeting you, hearing your stories, and just shooting the breeze with you. In fact, we talked a, a bit last night about the topic uh, that we had yesterday about the city of Modesto announcing uh, by unanimous vote that they were going to hire two companies that will bill your insurance company uh, if there are fire and rescue responses uh, to your address. And uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the same um, questions came up last night. And I, I think those will persist and, until we uh, see how that uh, works out. Again, some of you in Salida, Oakdale, uh, Cons- Stanislaus Consolidated uh, District, Fire District, you already are under that policy. And uh, very interested to hear, by the way, and, and you can email me if you like, if you have had a recent experience with that, say in the past uh, year or two or three, uh, have you had? a fire or rescue response, fire department coming, uh, fire engines or uh, paramedics, whatever it might have been. Uh, was your insurance company charged for that? And how did that turn out? 209-551-3483 here, as we've also been talking about. The CDC uh, preparing to officially say, yep, we uh, advocate kids 5 to 11 getting the Pfizer vaccine. And I can see where that may be going, as you may be seeing it as well. Uh, And it's one thing to say, well, it's just a recommendation. Well, we've seen a lot of where recommendations have gone, and now we we have to wear masks even if we're vaccinated inside buildings, etc., 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 as the King of Siam once said. See, we, we we get very, very deep into Broadway musicals here as well, right? Question for you. Here's an interesting... Oh, let, I want to get back to this last comment by uh, Dr. Ben Carson. And again, I, I think what he's addressing is uh, a lot of Americans waking up and saying, look, I don't care what political party is involved. 
what I'm concerned about are constitutional rights, the Bill of Rights, the rights that we want to preserve, and our ability to say, no, we don't want that kind of trash being taught to our children. Uh, We don't want the FBI making us out to be uh, domestic terrorists or the Attorney General of the United States of America. No, 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 no. That's not who we are, and uh, we demand that the government respect us because you in the government are supposed to be our advocates, not not working against us. So uh, some very interesting facets to this. Uh, by the way, have any of you tried to apply for a, a personal or a medical exemption or a religious exemption to the vaccine? I'd be interested to, to know what happened with that. And uh, with, with the school districts, if you've received any pushbacks from them re, regarding this. Uh, again, our number here, 209-551-3483. So much involving our children right now. And let me give you the last uh, comment that Dr. Ben Carson made. Again, this was on Sunday Morning Futures this past Sunday on uh, on Fox. Usual, but... But what we do have is a constitution and brave people who are willing to use it to preserve our freedoms. And uh, the same thing with the parents who are standing up to the schools in Virginia and across the country. These are the people who are going to guarantee freedom, liberty, and justice in this nation. That's right. It's you and me standing firm. And I continue to advocate, do not be intimidated. Do not let the government intimidate you. And and it doesn't mean you have to get into an ugly adversarial relationship, although sometimes that happens. It does mean confidently reading up on knowing what you need to know, making sure you can well articulate your argument, but standing firm at school board meetings or city council meetings or county board of supervisor meetings, whatever it might be, even uh, testifying before uh, legislatures at uh, the state level. You ever done that? That's, uh, That's an interesting process. I've been up there twice over the years, mostly to talk about issues related to uh, marriage and family. And what I've found is people who have... Uh, representatives, legislators who have ideas that are 180 degrees away from you really don't care about your testimony. They really don't. I've gone up there and I've, I've talked to uh, people with other opinions, and I've, I've found that many of the legislators, you, you can't get by their staff people, uh, rarely can reach them personally. And... Uh, both times I went up there to, to talk to people, I, I never never got to the legislature person themselves. I talked to staff people who were, frankly, uh, fairly rude, uh, to be honest with you. And then testifying before uh, a committee, I, I think it was just, uh, well, I, I think it was window dressing. I don't know that it had much uh, effect one way or the other. However, you made the effort, and that's important. We, we must not be intimidated into silence. And I think that's what's happening. And I think if you, if you bring it down to the very basic level, and that I think would be the school board level, 
e- even not not quite city council, county board of supervisor, alderman in the East Coast level, all of that. The school board level really, to me, is the basic place where we start to make a stand. And we, but we have to do that intelligently. I have been to school board meetings over the years where people who agreed with the same thing that I agreed with were trying to get their point across, but they did a very poor job of articulating it to the point where sometimes I was just embarrassed and I was ready to run out the back door. We, we have to think through and present in a way that will engage the people up on the dais. And anytime that you get up there and you immediately get into an adversarial relationship, you're not going to make much progress. My recommendation is to always look for those areas of what I call common grace, uh, those areas we can all agree upon, and start there. You know, we, we can agree that this is good for our children, and I want to join you in promoting that. I think you're doing a good job with this. There's this other area, however, that I believe is very harmful, and you see, if, if you keep it in terms of I or we, they can't debate that because it's what you believe. But when you start to make the argument, you, 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 talking to people on the dais and, and, and indicting them, then they get defensive. You see, but when it's in terms of I believe this, we believe this, this is the damage that I'm experiencing from your decisions, they can't deny that because it's your experience. So anyway, just some encouragement there in terms of staying engaged with uh, especially your local school district. Now, I believe that's where it happens. That's where it begins. I heard, uh, and I re- don't remember what news broadcast it was on, I heard a, a clip today of, of a woman, and I think she was uh, referring to the gubernatorial race in Virginia. And she kind of downplayed, well, it's not really about education. Everybody's making it about education. It's not about education. The heck it isn't. There's another theological term, heck. The heck it isn't. It's about the education of our children and the twisting of their minds. These impressionable youth who in these classes that we entrust to professional educators in many cases are being taught lies. They're being taught more moral issues that are 180 degrees away from what they're being expected to walk out at home. And so there's a major conflict there, and we have every right as parents to stand up and say, I'm sorry, this is not acceptable to me because it violates what I'm teaching my children at home. How can we arrive at a way to to find some common ground here and for for you and I to reach an agreement where I can still have influence over my child that the school and the school district don't negate when the child goes to school. So these, these things are worth standing up for, standing uh, firm against. Speaking of that, did you hear about this uh, issue up in Brookings, Oregon? Brookings, Oregon is uh, near the coast of Oregon, uh, southern part of the state. It's, I don't know what, five miles uh, north of Crescent City, California, I think it is. Not, not too far from the California border. 
So, uh, just very briefly, there's uh, St. Timothy's Episcopal Church in Brookings, Oregon, uh, is feeding people who are hungry, uh, the homeless and and, and people that uh, are are down and out and and can't afford to feed their families. Uh, When other organizations, when other nonprofits, when other congregations stepped back during the pandemic, St. Timothy's and the Reverend Bernie Lindley, leader of uh, the St. Timothy's Episcopal Church in Brookings, Oregon, stepped up to the plate and they went even more aggressive and they began feeding more. And so in response to this, some of the residents complained. And last week, this is just last week, the city council met. Now, this is a this is not a huge town. It's like six. It's under seven thousand population. The city council members last week passed a law or a rule that would allow congregations, churches to offer free food only twice weekly. Because people living close to this church were complaining, and so my my. <laughs> I'll give you the details here a little bit later. Very, very interesting. Basically, uh, Reverend Lindley of St. Timothy says, now listen, Jesus says us for us to take care of the poor. We were doing that just fine. A week ago, you decided we can only do it twice a week. Uh, come and arrest me if you want, but we're going ahead. What do you think? Think about the city perspective, the resident perspective, and the church's perspective. Do you think the church ought to abide by the city council ruling, or should the church engage in civil disobedience? We'll talk about that in about three or four minutes at 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483, as the Mike Douglas Show continues on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Eastbound 120 in Lathrop, slow today, 5 to McKinley Avenue, while South 99 in Modesto, uh, we have delays from 132 all the way to Twomley Boulevard. Lathrop, somebody lost a tent. It's southbound 5 at Manthe Road, sitting in the right lane. For the latest on the Valley Reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. From the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by J&J Heating and Air. Four blankets, two sweatshirts, a log in the fire, and a space heater? Yeah, that's efficient. One call to J&J Heating and Air and your home will stay toasty all winter. Go to JJHeat.com to see our $59 tune-up with no breakdown guarantee plus same-day service offer. JJHeat.com. Hey, it's Trevor. You've been hearing me tell you about OsborneHomes.com, how they can buy your house right now as is. If you don't believe me, give them a call. No realtor fees, no escrow fees, any size, any condition, any price. And one of the big upsells about doing it this way, no strangers walking into your home. You're not going to be going back and forth with unqualified buyers. And no fixing, no cleaning. If you're ready to sell your house and move, I have an easy solution for you. Call OsborneHomes.com, 559 559- 
460-3551. No expensive realtor fees. OsborneHomes.com, they're licensed brokers. They have actually helped hundreds of California homeowners sell their homes this past month. You know, the realtor fees and all that work that comes with a traditional sell? Forget about it. 559-460-3551. 460-3551. So if you're looking to get out of California or you just want to get rid of your house without a hassle, 559-460-3551. Think about it. What's pain keeping you from doing? I bet you it's a long list you wouldn't even want to write down. Get back to action with Modesto Physical Medicine and their new long-term solutions for pain relief. Hey, it's Trevor Carey. I want to tell you about the natural biologic treatments of Modesto Physical Medicine. They get right to the root cause of the pain, whether it's in your knees, your shoulders, your hip, or your back. Restore that damaged tissue. Get the relief that you're needing so badly. Modesto Physical Medicine Solution, they got help. They'll restore that tissue, and what that does, that's going to bring relief. Don't spend one more day in pain. Call Modesto Physical Medicine today. Get started on the road to recovery. Pain-free patients say they regret they didn't start it sooner. Call now to learn more about these regenerative alternatives. It takes place right in the office on the same day, so there's no downtime. 209-838-3434. Don't spend another day in pain. Modesto Physical Medicine makes it possible. Just blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Call 838-3434. That's 838-3434. Right now at Wendy's, see why everyone is raving about their brand new fries. Natural cut, skin on with a hint of sea salt and guaranteed to be hot and crispy or they'll replace them. You know, the way fries should be. Try Wendy's guaranteed hot and crispy fries today at participating U.S. Wendy's. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. So again, uh, this interesting situation up in Brookings, Oregon. Again, Brookings on the coast of Oregon, uh, just uh, a little bit north of the California border. So, Reverend Bernie Lindley of St. Timothy's Episcopal Church in Brookings Uh, He and his congregation have been uh, feeding the poor uh, on the church property for quite a while. And uh, apparently, after uh, a lot of other churches and nonprofits cut back during the pandemic, uh, they ratcheted things up. And uh, now it's creating a, a problem because the residents that are surrounding the church are saying, look, we're, we're experiencing some some problems here. Uh, one neighbor said, things have been stolen from my backyard. I had to put fences up as they're going to the church. Uh, the drug use makes me uneasy. I had to go on a walk every night just to make sure uh, no one's going to be coming onto my property. And uh, so let's see, uh, Diana Cooper, who co-founded the nonprofit Brookings Core Response, Uh, She's a community health worker and an advocate at St. Timothy's. She said parties on both sides agree that this will not help the issue at hand. Instead, it will come to a lawsuit, and should the church's First Amendment rights be upheld, and we believe they will, this will be the second lawsuit, one against the city of Brookings, for discrimination. So apparently there's uh, there's some history here. And I'll just uh, I'll just say in in terms. Uh, by the way, here here's the uh, on this story. Here's an added punchline. This this is significant. Brookings, apparently the city, 
has also said it has the authority to limit the church's charitable meal services anyway because they're treated like restaurants by the Oregon Health Authority. Uh, Apparently, all Brookings churches are situated in residential neighborhoods, and Brookings doesn't allow restaurants to operate in residential zones. Huh. So I think there's more here between the city and uh, St. Timothy's than meets the eye. That fact right there belays the fact that Brookings apparently doesn't like uh, churches serving people at all. Apparently, I mean, don't you think this is trite? Well, the church is like a restaurant because they're feeding people. And we don't allow restaurants in residential zones. Now, many of you, and some of you last night, as, as we were meeting at, at uh, In-N-Out to, uh, to support In-N-Out in a day when government is trashing In-N-Out, remarked about the fact that you have engaged in serving the poor, serving the homeless. And so when you, when you see a city react like that, obviously there's tension that is uh, below the surface. I mean, that, that is, to me, just a, a bonehead uh, way to, uh, to deal with on, a, on part of the city, saying, well, they're a restaurant. No, they're not a restaurant. They're a church, for example. Come on now. Let's, let's be reasonable. And the church's job, the church's job is to love your neighbor as yourself and to feed the hungry, and to care for the poor, and to care for the widows. That's the church's job. And that's one of the, anytime there's a huge disaster anywhere in America, one of the first groups of people that arrive on scene are members of the church. And they begin, because that's part of the mission. Love God with everything you have. Love your neighbor as yourself. And for a, for a city to give that kind of a trite response to me um, reveals the fact that there's a lot more going on there. But I can, I can see, I'm understanding, if, if you're a neighbor and there are people going to that church property, which is in your... And by the way, I am all for church buildings being in residential areas. You should be where the people are. <laughs> That's the whole point of being salt and light is, uh, is is to be in the community. So I'm I'm all for church buildings being re- in residential zones, and I'm not talking about the big mega churches. But uh, and I grew up in a mega church, served in one. Uh, now I serve very very small congregations, and I see the values of those. Uh, but I, I think one of one of the and and we're in a residential. The building we meet in is smack dab in the middle of a residential neighborhood. But I think what's missing here is the uh, cooperative spirit between the city and, and the church. And I don't, I don't know what happened, but I'll say in general, one of the things that we learned at Advancing Vibrant Communities is if you're going to serve a neighborhood and in a neighborhood, you talk to the neighborhood. 
For example, when we uh, went to do a cleanup, we, d- we did it for about five years. This was before Love Modesto. Uh, when, when we were partnering with the uh, Ministerial Association, cleaning up the airport neighborhoods, we went there first. And we talked to residents and said, we want to come in and serve you. What is the biggest thing you would like us to do to help you? And nine out of ten times was, it's a mess here. Can you, heap, can you help clean up the alleyways? and uh, the, the streets, which we did. But we took the time to find out and to build relationships. That's key to it. Well, we'll talk about uh, this and more coming up tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us today. Mike Douglas here. I will look forward to joining you tomorrow at 3 here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.